It's a double reaction podcast here on Locked On Hawkeyes. A look back at Iowa's win against Purdue felt so good. Take that, Chuck Sizzle. 24-3 victory there. And Iowa opens the season with a big win against Bethune-Cookman. We'll talk about both those games as I recap my trip to Vegas. All coming up today on Locked On Hawkeyes. Our Locked On Hawkeyes, your daily podcast on the Iowa Hawkeyes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Trent Condon, and this is the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast. Thanks for making Locked On Hawkeyes your first listen each and every day, available wherever you get podcasts. As we get going here after a long weekend for me in Las Vegas, and Back at it now here on a Tuesday. Plenty to get into, including the Iowa win against Purdue. Our first look back at that one. Also, Iowa basketball getting started as they took on Bethune-Cookman on Monday night. We'll talk about that game as well. Break it all down on the Lockdown Hawkeyes podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online where the game starts. Well, thanks for joining us today. Let's get into it. As Iowa gets the win 24-3. So had the instant reaction, the one minute locked on now from the pool at Circa in downtown Las Vegas, the stadium swim. What an incredible experience that was. You might notice uh, for our viewers on YouTube, a little bit bleary-eyed today, working our way back into the grind, getting through the course of the week, but happy to be back here and happy to talk about a nice Iowa win. 24-3, Of course, the big story is Caleb Johnson, what we saw out of the freshman in the running game. And if you've been with us here since the beginning of the season, this is something that I've opined on a whole bunch this year, getting your best playmaker offensively involved as much as possible. You could see it early in the season, especially in that game against Nevada. There's just something different about Caleb Johnson. This is a young man that just glides through there. There was a stat that I tweeted out after that Nevada game, came from one of the analytic sites out there talking about the speed that he was running. It was one of the fastest of the year. And it's just crazy to see those kind of numbers because frankly, Caleb Johnson does not look like he is a speedy back, but he was one of the fastest in the country in that touchdown run that he had against Nevada. One of the two in that one. And then he saw it again, show up on Saturday against the Boilermakers as he goes out there to begin the second half, 75 yard run, the run up the left sideline, the smooth running ability that he has, he just glides on the field and he has the speed to go along with it. He has a size. He has everything. This is a guy that they were very happy to be able, first of all, to flip. He was committed last year to Cal. He was a guy later in the recruiting process that got deeper involved with, ultimately would able to get him to flip. But I'll tell you, getting a running back like this, this changes the complexion of what Iowa can be going forward. This is what Iowa, what we were hoping for from the beginning of the year when you have a guy going like this, but he can't do it alone. And credit to the offensive line who came out and showed out in a big way for the second consecutive week. Now, again, as we did a week ago, we have to put the caveat in there. This Purdue defense is not very good. They're not. And though some of the numbers were okay this year against the run, they were all right. It did not play out in that fashion. And when they've taken on teams this year that have been able to run the football, they have really struggled, and that showed out. But this is an offensive line. Ever since they made the decision, flipping things around a little bit, Connor Colby goes from a tackle position, move him inside, reinsert Jack Plum back out there, the most veteran of the guys in terms of experience and just age on that offensive line. 
they have really gone and given them some semblance of a running game coupled with now some time for the quarterback position. Now, early in the football game, Spencer Peters, he was really struggling and much maligned, both here and other places throughout his time, not just this season as an Iowa quarterback, but really going back during his three years as a starter because there's been plenty of low moments. There's been plenty of wins. And if you're somebody that subscribes at the win-loss record that goes to the quarterback, well, then you've had that ammunition. But we've seen the poor play. We've seen the poor play even in winning efforts throughout the time. And he got chewed out a little bit on the sideline. Brian Ferentz, a couple of different times, you saw the TV cameras panning to him, and he was letting Spencer have it. He was leaving plays out there, but then really found a groove. And this was what we hope this Iowa offense can be. We know they're not going to be throwing it 60 times a game. We know they're not going to be a team that runs up tempo. We know that this is the kind of offense that Kirk Ferentz wants. But some different things that we've seen with the offensive line, some zone and gap responsibilities, maybe married together. They've done different things. They've evolved. And with it, you have an offensive line. You have a running game now that helps out what they're trying to do with the passing game. This is Iowa's offense. And it looked pretty good. Now, it's going to be different this week with Wisconsin. This Wisconsin team defensively is much different than what we've seen the last couple of weeks. But we can be happy, right? We can be happy in a win, even if we are ultimately hopeful for a change. And this has not changed my opinion on that. I still believe at the end of this season that Iowa has a lot to reevaluate, that they need a lot to be done to figure out what they're going to do with this offense to, to continue to evolve, to continue, excuse me, to get better. Vegas showing up there. That's what you're still hopeful for. And that's what I am. Even if Iowa rips off the final five games of the year, they win these final three games, they go to eight and four, and they go to a bowl game and even get a win there. What I'm more hopeful than anything is it doesn't lead to Kirk say, see, I told you everything was fine and nothing changes because there still has to be an evolution because the gap is still significant between Iowa and the upper echelon of the conference. You can go out there and you can beat your brother, but to make another step forward, you need to see more. Now, why did it take this long to get here? I, I think that's another good question. Why did it take eight games into the year before they finally figured out, you know what, we got to do something different to tackle. We need to make changes. That's the frustrating part. And if Spencer Petras was better, if the scheme was better, you beat Iowa State, you beat Illinois, and you're in control of your own destiny to get back to Indianapolis for the second consecutive year. And that's the big picture view of this. Yeah, getting Indy last year was great. Got your blown floors doors blown off. That was great. But there was so much more that could have been there. And not just last season, but over the last five years. 2017 through today, they piled up a bunch of wins. And that's great. It's great for the program and the consistency that, you know, year in, year out, game in and game out, you're going to have a chance more times than not. Even against teams that are better than you, more experience, more talent, all those things, you know you're going to have a chance, but it just felt like there should have been more over those last five, six years. And that's where the frustration is. And that's where the frustration still continues to build even after the nice victory against Purdue. Is what could have been if this would have shown up early in the year. Shouldn't have lost that game against Iowa State. You shouldn't have lost that game against Illinois. Certainly after Illinois, loser starting quarterback in Tommy DeVito and Arthur Sikowski came in there. And the guy stinks, right? And he's just a bad quarterback. And he's been a bad quarterback throughout his career. And he couldn't find a way to get that win. That's where we are but you need to continue to close the gap between the upper echelon. You're good in the middle. And every once in a while, you can pull off an upset. But is there more? Because this defense is so elite, and again, 10 sacks over the last two weeks, 
all kinds of different guys getting to the quarterback from Deontay Craig to Lucas Van Ness. I mean, his play at the end of the first half and on and on and on. These are the guys up front, this defense as a whole, that gets you excited. Just be okay offensively. And he got a chance, but you want to see more. And I think there still can be more out of this Iowa football program. This week, it's Wisconsin. It's a big one. This has been a team that Iowa struggled with of recent history. You got a chance here. You got a chance to maybe put some of those bad feelings away. We will, of course, break that thing down here throughout the week. But we got more breaking down to do. Time to talk a little basketball. Saw the Hoopsters on the hardwood at the exhibition game last week. Now, I'll look back at the regular season game. Yes, it was Bethune-Cookman, but some good things. Some things to be excited about. Iowa basketball. I think it's going to be fun this year. That's as we continue here on the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast. This week's thrilling moment in college football is brought to you by Nissan. The thrilling designs behind the new lineup from Nissan are intended to empower drivers in vehicles as capable as the drivers themselves. When I think of unbelievable abilities on the field for this week's thrilling moment, has to be Caleb Johnson, beginning of the second half, goes out there, rips it off up the right side, and away he went. Just an incredible run. The speed, the versatility that he's shown, this dude is a special, special player. 75 yards to pay dirt, and for all intents and purposes of that moment, it was over. Great one there in a thrilling moment brought to you by Nissan. This segment has been inspired by the thrilling new designs across Nissan's new lineup of vehicles. Pursue what thrills you in the all-new Frontier, Armada, or Pathfinder today. Available now at NissanUSA.com. Trey Cotton back with you once again here on the Lockdown Hawkeyes podcast. Thanks for making Lockdown Hawkeyes your first listen each and every day. Also want to tell you about a great podcast going on on our network. It is Lockdown Sports Today. Make that your second listen today. From the games that matter to the biggest stories in sports, Go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights that only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports Today, available on this app, YouTube, or wherever you get podcasts. Let's talk a little basketball now and get into what we've seen with this basketball group. Just one game into the regular season. Had the exhibition win against Jeff Horner's Truman State team last week. 89-58 the final here. We see all five starters go for double digits in the game. and. I got something to throw out. So if you heard me here, of course, on my radio show, Miller and Condon, 11 to 1 on KXNO in Des Moines and on the Heart Media app, you know that I have been a big Tony Perkins fan. And halfway through last year, all that stock that I'd bought on Tony Perkins, I thought it was going to come up empty. I just didn't know if it was going to officially click for him. But they made the change. Fran McCaffrey a year ago made the change what was it, 10, 12 games into the season. It wasn't working with Jordan Bohannon at the two and coming off the bench and doing different things. So they put Bohannon back in as a starter at point guard. And then they also made Tony Perkins the starter at the two guard spot. And we talked about that Perkins also handled a lot of responsibilities at the point guard position. It got me excited because he's a different kind of guard than what I was had really in the Fran McCaffrey era. There hasn't been a guy with his versatility, both as a shooter, Ability to get to the rim, toughness, defense. He is as a complete of package as they have had as a strictly guard. At Joe Wieskamp, you can argue he was a little bit more, though he's a two guard. He was a small forward as well. Matt Gatons, that was at the very end of the Fran era. And he had that great year 
in his final season, that run uh, of shooting the basketball at the end. But as a complete player, Perkins is just different. And he's got some swagger too. And that's what I love. There's there's something with him that just has, he's got a bulldog tenacity to him. He'll jaw with you a little bit. He'll get up on you defensively. He'll hit that big shot. He'll go in there and he's not just going to lay it in. He's going to try to dunk it over you. That's what I love about Tony Perkins. And handing him the reins at the point guard spot. Aaron Euless, he's a fine backup point guard in the Big Ten. I think that's his upside. A good, solid backup. Guy that can come in and he can disrupt games defensively. He's that kind of defender and he can run things and he can do and get you into your offense and get you up and down and run at a quicker pace. He can do all those things. He's not a starting level point guard in the big 10, at least for a good big 10 team. We should put that in there. And I think this team is good. I think ultimately we're going to see great things out of Sante Bowen. And again, like what we saw out of him running the team last night, you get excited about that. But Perkins, though he's not a pure point guard, having him out there and handing him the reins, I think that leads to maybe even a higher upside for this Iowa basketball team. Philip Robracha, of course, another one of the starters and another guy in double figures. He also goes for a double-double in the game last night. You're seeing more versatility from him, a little more of the skill set that popped at times last year, but it almost felt like there was almost too much on his plate a season ago. He was the only big. He was undersized, and that's going to show up again this year. He's got a new haircut this year, but Robracha, you're going to see more skill out of him offensively. Chris Murray, it was quiet. Chris finished the game with 14 points, six rebounds, a couple of assists. He is not the same guy as Keegan. And we, I think we have to remember that. Or his number is going to be the same as what Keegan put together last year. I mean, that was a historic season. Maybe we were just, Luca, maybe he kind of ruined us and what we've seen recently and, and what our expectations should be for the best player. And then Keegan did it the same way a year ago. Maybe that does change our expectations or, or should for what we see out of a top player. If that's what you get out of Chris night in and night out, there's going to be a couple of performances where he pops for 25 and he's going to hit five or six threes. There's going to be those games as well. But to think that he is going to be the exact same guy as Keegan, just because they're twin brothers, that might be out there a little bit. He was a guy that was more of a point guard growing up. He was a guy that was more of a facilitator than what we saw out of Keegan. Keegan got the ball and he was ready to go. Chris. He'll pass it off. He'll look for that extra pass. He will not be, he's a little more unselfish. And that's not to say Keegan's selfish by any means. Just their style of play is a little bit different. And we have to remember that. Sanford early in the game, he was hitting threes. That dissipated as the game goes on. Young man, keep shooting. Never stop shooting. He can fill it up in a big time way. You got that. Patrick Caffrey, he was Patrick. You know, you're still hoping for everything to be unleashed with him. Because again, talking about upside, it seems like there's a whole lot there uh, with him. Off the bench, though, you, you are a little bit concerned with this group off the bench. This is certainly not nearly as deep of a team of some of the Fran teams of the past, where they would go 10-11, sometimes 12 deep, and I think in a way that maybe hurt the team. Fran, he has always been a proponent. If you can play, you're going to play. He's going to get you minutes. He's not a guy that pairs down the lineup a ton. This might be the year, though. I, I, it wouldn't be a surprise this year if we really see this team being down to nine deep or even eight deep at times. You're going to get Connor off the bench. We mentioned both the point guards with Ulis and Asante Bowen, both those guys, in fact, played them together a little bit last night. I'd like to see that combination and kind of what they're playing around with. We'll see Josh Dix, you know, coming off that significant leg injury that he had a season ago. We're still waiting to see exactly what he's going to be going forward, how good he is going to be and how good he can be uh, with this year's squad. The upside, the down, looking down the road, 
I think you're excited about Josh Dix in the here and now, though. What is he going to be at the Big Ten level? Uh, that is still to be seen. And then the backup center, it's not Riley Mulvey. It is Josh Gundelay. And they put Big Jelly out there at times, and Fran says, young man, you're going to sweat, and we're going to keep running up and down the floor. And he was pooped out there for a while. But Agundale, he is a fan favorite. He's an easy guy to root for. He's out there. Even the big dude busted his tail. You love to see it. And he's a guy that can go out there, and he can give you, now at this point, he can give you six, seven minutes a half. If it comes to that point, or if there's a matchup that dictates that, that what, that's what he needs to be, I think he can do that. There's also going to be certain matchups that he's not going to be able to play. And you're playing a team that doesn't have a traditional five or has a guy that has an elite-level quickness. You think of uh, Tracy Jack Davis, Jackson Davis uh, up at Indiana, a guy like that. There's going to be times, yeah, he's going to put the big body, but if he's struggling defensively, you're going to have to yank him right out of there. We're going to keep rooting for the guy, though. He is a fan favorite, and he saw that a bunch of times in the game last night. So that's where we are with this team. Of course, we got to see some of the guys late in the game. Hey, disappointed about the backup group. You had the team total last night, 90 and a half. Ooh, yeah, that, that was a little bit of a stinger. 89 and a half, I think it was at a couple of places. Just needed one more free throw, one more bucket. Didn't get it. Hey, that's going to happen. Iowa gets the win and the cover as they win it by 31. 28 and a half was the closing number last night in that one. Went under the total of 150 and a half defensively. Clamped down 23 points is all in the second half for Bethune-Cookman. Not going to find out a ton with that one. Probably not going to find out a ton coming up their next matchup against North Carolina A&T. That'll be the next game coming up on Friday night. That one will be a BTN Plus broadcast. So not part of your BTN subscription. This is an additional subscription that you need to have. So if you have Mediacom or if you have DirecTV, not going to work. Have to get the additional one. I got it. We'll have a recap of that one coming up on Friday night. But next week, that's when the schedule changes. It is a road trip out to Seton Hall. Seton Hall, very good program, obviously, throughout the years. Going to be good again this season. And then uh, after that, in between, they got a game against Omaha before they go down to Florida. Two games down there, Clemson, and then more than likely TCU with a win in the championship game. Georgia Tech on the 29th of November. Then the big one against Duke on December 6th, followed by Iowa State and Wisconsin. So one more game to get everything right before you get Seton Hall. Again, that's a true road game on top of it with the Gavin games. I'm excited about this team. I'm excited about the upside, and I'm excited they've given the keys to Tony Perkins to get it done. Well, as I mentioned, a little bit late getting everything up and rolling here this late weekend. It was because I was in Las Vegas. Tales from Vegas. That's as we continue. It's the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast. Well, we're talking about Vegas coming up. We're also talking about Bet Online. It is a great resource and spot for you if you're a sports gambler like myself. The number one source for sports information, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there for basketball, football, soccer, esports. Get it all at betonline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those as well at Bet Online. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. Try kind of back with you one final time here on the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast. Again, thanks for making Locked On Hawkeyes your first listen each and every day. Wrapping things up and 
Iowa gets the win against Purdue. Great. Beating Charlie Jones, how cool was that? Obviously, getting the victory against him after the way it went down. You saw Jack Campbell, Cooper DeGene, he was leading the hand, going to try to help him out. After a play, Jack Campbell come over and said, no, don't do that. He is now the enemy. Don't help that dude out. There were hurt feelings the way this played out. Tyrone Tracy, he did it right. He left after the season ended, before spring practice. He went to Purdue. He did it. Charlie Jones didn't. He left after spring practice, and that rankled a lot of people. It's just the timing of it. It's not leaving. In today's environment, you can't have a problem with guys leaving. That, that's the reality of where we are in college athletics. Guys are going to leave. Guys are going to transfer. And they should have had this ability long ago. They have it today. Player empowerment, I'm all about it. I got no problem with that. But there's a right and a wrong way to do things. And there's a reason that there's NCAA litigation right now trying to figure out exactly what is the right way to do this. When should the window be open for guys to have the ability to transfer? I mean, we've seen in college football this year, guys, quarterbacks that are making the decision, they lose my job, I'm out of here, and putting themselves in the transfer portal. That's not the right way to do it. So instead, there is a right way and a wrong way. Charlie Jones, he didn't do it the right way. I got no problem with him leaving. The way that it played out, though, and I have a feeling I'm not alone. Ball cap tip also to Phil Parker. The job that he did against Bromstein. Yeah, it was a windy day. It was wet out there. The rain stopped, but it was still, you can see on that grass surface, it was ugly out there. But Phil Parker, he had had circles drawn around him week after week, year after year by Jeff Brom. And he came up with a game plan that was beautiful. At times, they're playing both zone and man together. They're going man at times with Charlie Jones and then playing zone over top of it. Really disrupted what they wanted to do. Aiden O'Connell, that dude's throwing for yards against most everybody. And Charlie Jones, though, he got his 11 catches and 100 yards. They had work to get it. What, 19 targets in the game for Charlie Jones? Phil Parker. There was one team that had your number and no longer, at least for a week or a Saturday. It was a good one. So I experienced that one in Las Vegas. We were out at Circa. It's the new casino that is uh, downtown. Fremont Street. You got goofiness going on there and got to see plenty of that. But it's a new hotel. It's less than two years old. And they have this place called Stadium Swim. And Stadium Swim is it's Nirvana. If you are a sports fan, you want to hang out at the pool for the day, it was incredible. So it's my wife's 40th birthday. We rented a cabana. We had a bunch of friends that went out with us as well. And to be able to hang out, a little bit chilly. It was like 72, warmed up as the day went on. But the water was set at 96 degrees. It was warm in the water. Had a great time. Had some drinks. Watched the Iowa game. In our cabana, we got our own private TV. So had the Iowa game there. And then they just have wall-to-wall TVs up on these huge screens in front of you. The experience, if you have an opportunity, if you want to go to Vegas, you want to go to an Iowa event out there, watch a game and hang out at the pool, I don't know if you're going to find anywhere better than there. So a great time. We were able to hit some bets over the weekend, too. That was great. Made a little bit of money. Got a little extra jingle coming into the pocket before we left Las Vegas. There's nothing like it. I, I'm a huge gambling fan. I love to gamble. love to play craps. love to play some blackjack. I'll even throw a couple of bucks in a slot machine. But more than anything, the sports wagering that you have. And then Circa also has the largest sports book in the world. The place is absolutely amazing. Watch the NFL football there on Sunday. Watch the early games at the sports book. It's an experience unlike any other. No March Madness is coming. Hawkeye fans, you looking for somewhere maybe to watch that March Madness? Well, you're going to have to get in early to get a spot, but it is the spot to be. 
Oh, boy, what an experience that was. We got a lot more coming up this week, though, on the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast. We'll be talking about the matchup with Wisconsin. We got a crossover coming up with the Locked On Wisconsin host. We'll be doing that. LaShawn's going to stop by what we saw out of this ground game. We've talked so much this season with him about Caleb Johnson and just more superlatives that we got to throw out. We'll also talk to LaShawn about what he saw in the ground game. You know, how this has Kenny continued to evolve and get better what he has seen, what they're doing blocking to make this scheme work so much better because it is better in a big-time degree. Wisconsin's going to be tough, no doubt. Biz is also going to stop by, so we got a busy, busy week here for you. Happy to be back, happy to be talking Hawkeyes, and it's my favorite time of year, this crossover with both the football and the basketball going on at the same time. Oh, it is a wonderful time. want to say thank you again for making Lockdown Hawkeyes your first listen. For your next listen, check out Lockdown Sports Today, the Lockdown Sports Today podcast with the biggest stories of the day, instant reactions, big game recaps, and their take of the day. Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get podcasts. We're back in the swing of things. Thanks for hanging out with us again here today. I'm Trent Condon. This is the Lockdown Hawkeyes podcast. Go Hawks.